0: when you work with your body and not against it, you'll begin to discover that you are in fact designed to heal. Welcome back to the Design to Heal podcast with Dr. Ben Rawl. And uh, buddy, we got a we got a guest on the line today, like we all often do. And yeah, so I know today you intrigued? What do we got? Today's gonna be a great show. Um, we have a guest with us today, Dr. Shannon Croner. And I've 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 known of her work for years. Got introduced to her work um, during the kind of the COVID times and some events that she was at and mutual friends. And so have always actually wanted to have her on the show. And this was even before some of the work that she's been doing. She just has a way of communicating. She's, uh, um, her perspective, her history is so important. And then she's recently written a book. Now, I am biased because I am a dad of unvaccinated children mm. and I Um, Know what it's like growing up (laughs) trying to read books to my kids, you know, whether it's Curious George or Sesame Street. And it's always any I've, I've ripped countless pages out of my kids books when I just am so upset by the propaganda mm. that's in there. Every mm. time it's little Billy needs a shot, little Billy needs a drug, little mm. Billy needs a pill. And I hated it. I, I, I would I would change the story. I'd read it a different line, you know, cause I'm chiropractor. So they went to the, you know, chiropractor got an adjustment and got better because I hated it, <laughs> right? And so to have somebody write a book, her book is called I'm unvaccinated and that's okay. And we have copies of it at the office. So I'm really excited, not only for you to meet her, to hear about her work, um, but also to we, you know, for those of you that are in this movement that are part of this, you know, listeners and this, this tribe that we have, I know that you'll not only love Dr. Shannon, but you'll love, uh, her new book. So welcome to the show, Dr. Shannon.
1: Thanks so much for having me on. Of
0: course. So will you do, uh, go yeah. do us a favor and just yeah. kind of tell us about, yeah, tell us your story. Tell us about you.
1: Yeah. Um, so I've got this new book, I'm unvaccinated and that's okay. And I'm really excited to share that with you and, um, you know, my history goes back actually all the way to 2001. I, uh, I started to work with kids with vaccine injury, a lot of kids with disabilities, many diagnosed with autism, um, starting back in 2001 when I was just in my early 20s. And, um, you know, I had not any idea really what vaccine injury was. I didn't even know that vaccines were dangerous. Uh, in my early 20s, I had already, I had personally gotten vaccinated, you know, throughout my childhood. And, um, and even to go into college, I got vaccinated. And so then here I was like out of college working with kids, uh, trying to understand what autism was. And uh, my first job was as a floor time therapist, where I was a kind of it's like a play therapist where I would sit on the floor with little kids who were recently diagnosed with autism and teach them the proper behaviors of play. So, you know, how to, how to play with dolls or how to play with cars appropriately instead of like so many kids when they are little and they have autism, they'll like line up the cars and, and just watch the wheels turn. And my job was to kind of teach them you know, that the car drives and the doors open and you know it goes over a hill or under a tunnel. And so that was kind of my first experience with autism. And part of my job was doing an intake with the new patients that I would be working with. And so I would um you know have to ask like what was your pregnancy like? What was your um labor like? Were there any problems? Is has your child been meeting milestones? And all the time, it was the same story: that the pregnancy was fine, the their labor and delivery was fine, the child was born healthy, meeting all the you know normal milestones, um, you know crawling at the appropriate age, making eye contact, maybe saying a few words, and then like around three to four years old, something would change. And it was always after, um, a round of shots, like all the time. That was the story I would hear repeatedly that child was fine. They got a, you know, round of shots and something changed. Like a light went out behind their eyes. Uh, they stopped making eye contact, stopped speaking words, uh, stopped coming when their name was called and things like that. And um, so that was like really my first uh, experience with learning what vaccine injury was. Um, But again, I was in my early twenties. And so I didn't have kids of my own at that time. And so I kind of just took a mental note of it and would hear it over and over again. And then it wasn't until 2009 when I was pregnant with my first child and I had, really come to understand that vaccines were dangerous, but it was more that I thought it was the vaccine schedule because you know there were some kids who were getting like sometimes three or five or seven shots at a time and having these like severe reactions. And I didn't realize at the time that it was like just one shot that really like there's no safe and effective vaccine. There's no guarantee that that nothing's gonna happen. And so Um, When I was pregnant in 2009, it was during the swine flu that we had going around, and I was still working with kids, and my doctor had suggested that I get the flu shot and the swine flu shot, and it was in November, and I felt like smart enough to know that to decline the swine flu shot because it had just come out, and there wasn't really much safety data or research. And so I said no. And for that, that that really felt like a win for me. Um, And then because I said no to the swine flu shot, my doctor really pressured me to get the flu shot. And the deciding factor was that he had said that it was uh, preservative free. So I thought that meant that it was even safer than all the rest. And so I said yes to the preservative free flu shot. at I was 12 weeks pregnant and soon after just within like 24, 48, I was a few days after I woke up in the middle of the night, profusely leaking amniotic fluid and I had to go to the ER and, uh, I really, I almost lost my baby. They told me, um, well, actually, at the ER, they told me that I did lose the baby, and I was devastated. And then it wasn't until the next day when I went to my OB that they said that I had lost ninety-five percent of my amniotic fluid, and that um, there was no chance of survival. And so, they the the manipulation and the coercion continued. So it went from like coercing me into getting a vaccine to then now. I've almost lost my baby at 12 weeks. And now the coercion started to really pressure me to try and have an abortion and end the pregnancy because they told me that my son would not be able to survive without any amniotic fluid. And I went for um, opinion after opinion. And each time they said the exact same thing. And so I decided it was at that point that I really had to take my life and my son's life into our own hands and do my own research and shut out all the doctors, you know, for that time and really kind of figure out how can I replenish the amniotic fluid and how can I save my baby? And I found that um, it was something really simple. I put myself on bed rest and I just needed to be hydrated. And the more hydrated I was, the more amniotic fluid my body made. And by that all happened at week 12. And by week 20, my amniotic fluid was back to 100%. And I carried full term. And today I have a happy and healthy and tall 13-year-old. So that was really my whole experience with vaccine injury and really eye-opening to all of this.
0: So, Doc, when that that happened, and I remember I was in practice when the H1N1, the, the flying flu swine flu vaccine was was rolled out like that and I heard these devastating stories one of them that came to mind is you were telling that there was a was a patient of mine's sister I believe and where I was at at the time they were offering it was it was much like COVID it was weird They were like having these shot clinics like at the fairgrounds and you go out there and she was pregnant quite pregnant Um, I don't remember how many weeks but like enough that she had you know could feel the baby moving and stuff like that, and she got the shot, the the H one N one flu swine flu shot, and she literally felt. This is disturbing, but what I'm about to tell you. But she felt the baby like immediately begin to respond, and 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 actually passed away inside of her, like within an hour, Ugh. and That's- it was just devastating you know now now here we sit on this side you know with during what's going on still with COVID, even with still with the those vaccine the jabs the you know being being pushed on people and i I know you and i know many mutual friends and are aware of the science and what's going on with with this one is is even more concerning than all of those unfortunately um and what it's doing to mamas and to babies and of course just the things that we don't even know that it's going to be going to be done so because of some of your work, because your your doctorate is in is in what area? Psychology. Psychology. So you know you have this. This is what I love about having different doctors on. So you have this. You know this other perspective, right? We have, we love the medical piece and learning that side, and you know different you know psychiatrists in that world and doctors other you know, you know, holistic doctors, and then with yours as psychology. Like I have to imagine that that's part of how this story came to be, because. You know, you're a mom, like I'm a dad, and it's like, you know, watching our kids have to navigate this world where they're different and they, you know, live a different lifestyle or, you know, their mom's crazy or their dad's crazy, all these things that we've gone through. Um, I have a 13-year-old son as well, so I'm I'm with you. What's your, so tell us about, or or if there's another thing you want to discuss before, but what made you want to write this book?
1: Well, you know, so I'm in California yeah. where we have some of the strictest vaccine laws in the entire nation. And it really kind of started. It's interesting that you bring up my psychology degree because back in 2013 is when I uh, finished school for psychology. And I my dissertation, my doctoral dissertation is actually on vaccine choice. And that was at a time where there were no strict mandates and i was able to actually write about all the different decisions it was like my dissertation was on what goes into making a decision um psychologically wow. regarding vaccines for your children
0: little did you know and yeah. <laughs> i didn't coming? i
1: had no idea that all those options that i had written about were literally going to be gone within a few years and um, so then in 2015, we lost our personal belief and religious exemptions in California for children uh, in order to go to school. And because my dissertation was just two years prior on vaccine choice, I really got involved in the fight for vaccine choice in California. And, you know, we lost in California and lost our We lost our personal belief exemptions and our religious exemptions. And then just a few years later, in 2019, we lost all of our medical exemptions. And not only did we lose our medical exemptions, but we also lost the ability for doctors to even write medical exemptions. Because had they written so many number of medical exemptions, their license would be threatened uh, under this law. And so this has been a fight that I've been in for quite some time. And in 2019, when the bill, it was SB 276, when that bill passed that took away our medical exemptions, I actually started an organization, a nonprofit organization called Freedom of Religion United Solutions, which would help to protect the religious freedom of vaccine choice. And I, put together a coalition of all these different faith leaders of all different faiths throughout the nation and some throughout the world who wanted to protect the religious freedom of vaccine choice. And that was in 2000. It was like September 2019. I had no idea that wow. a pandemic was coming and religious exemptions were going to be so needed. Um, I mean, I knew that they were going to be needed, but I had no idea that we were going to have all these lockdowns and mandates and everything. I just knew that adult had, you know, because we had already lost all these exemptions in California, I knew that adult mandates were coming. I just had no idea how. And so the, you know, COVID came and the lockdowns and people were losing their jobs and first responders and all this stuff was happening that, You know, people needed exemptions. So I was able to provide, my organization was able to provide like tens of thousands of exemptions for doctors and nurses and first responders and teachers and college students and stuff like that. And so at the end of all that, when the world kind of started to go back to normal and, you know, COVID wasn't in the news every single day, um, I kind of looked back on everything that I had done and was like, You know, all these kids, there's like a whole new generation of what we would say is like unvaccinated kids because there were kids that did not get the COVID vaccine. And many of those kids were really being shunned by their friends and family. And I mean, I saw it within my own family Um, and, you know, kids being uninvited to birthday parties or not allowed into schools, not just in California anymore, but throughout the nation. Um, Kids not allowed to, families not even allowed to go to like Christmas dinners or Thanksgiving or participate in trick-or-treating and and things like that, um, because simply because they had not gotten the COVID vaccine. And so I decided that now would be a really good time to bring like some kind of literature For children to know that they're not alone in this and that uh, the choices that their parents make for them when it comes to not vaccinating, whether it's just one vaccine or all the vaccines, their parents are making that decision based on the research that they're doing. And if the parents are questioning vaccines, then they need to understand why, you know, why all the the facts that go into making those decisions and then for the people who have been ostracized from society or family gatherings and things like that i wanted to write a book where it could help kind of bridge that gap of understanding and so you know i made this book i'm unvaccinated and that's okay and it is a children's book so it's the first of its kind and it's beautifully illustrated
0: and um where can people buy can it stop? doc just so people know right away because i know there'll be a bunch that want to order it where can they where can they i it know it's almost really- sold out of places right now because it's been so in high demand but yeah
1: <laughs> so that's what's so what's happened is it it will be back in stock within about a week i could promise you that but okay. it is sold out like literally everywhere because it came out on july 18th and it's sold out everywhere within two weeks and oh. the publisher did not anticipate that people would not. So the reason why it sold out so quickly is because people did not just buy one book. They bought four, five, six books, one to donate to the library, one to give to a classroom, one to give to their teacher, one to give to their family and friends and stuff like that. One to give, give as gifts, you know, like it. And so people were not buying just one book, which, normally people do they buy they want to buy a book they buy one you know but this was a book that had been purchased by individuals in large quantities and so it sold out within two weeks uh it was something like 5000 copies had been sold out within two weeks and so the publisher had to reprint copies and they'll be back in stores um By probably, hopefully, I'm hoping by the end of this week, but people can purchase it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, pretty much any book seller online, and also the ICANN website, so Informed Consent Action Network, which is Zell Big Tree's organization. They did the imprint for the book, so they also have the book um, that will be available. They sold out as well. They started with a thousand copies, and it sold out immediately. <laughs> and so, um, <laughs> it the, you know it it will be back in stock very soon. And um, so that's where people and people can still buy it. Like if you purchase it on Amazon, it's just on back order. So once okay. they're in stock, the it. Um, so I want to encourage people to not let the fact that it's out of stock. You know, okay. not they don't purchase it because of that, because it, it will be in stock and they will be able to be shipped. And then also um, I'm, I would love to encourage your listeners to actually go into Barnes and Noble or like their local Barnes and Noble or call their local Barnes and Noble and ask for them to have the book in store because right now the book is online and they will purchase books for, The store if it's requested and so i went into my local barnes and noble and asked for them to have the book in store and they start off with three copies to see if they will sell they got the three copies and they they all sold within like two to three days and so when those sell then they order six Mm -hmm. copies and so then If those sell, then they make a whole display because it's considered a bestseller. And I would love to see this book on display in Barnes & Noble, like (laughs) in the children's section, you know, because right now, I mean, if you look anybody, I was kind of surprised. I shouldn't have been, but I was a little surprised by what is in the children's section of Barnes & Noble right now. And, you know, it's very, uh, well, it could be considered controversial to a lot of people. Mm say that
0: yeah.
1: Um, a lot of the books that are there right now yeah. and so let's just add this one to the controversy
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> and um, Shannon question real quick you know, and, are, are you getting any yeah. backlash like um, whether it be reviews or, or anything Has that I expect it will start if it hasn't already has it and what's it so been it's like
1: really interesting it's so interesting that you ask that because I was really expecting, like, huge backlash. I really was. I was expecting, like, horrible attacks online and stuff like that. Mm. The the craziest thing, and I can tell you, like, I would never have been able to bring this book out a couple years ago. But I think because of COVID, so many people are now awake to vaccine injury that the book is getting, like, immense support, like, just so much support. And... There's been maybe like, you know, a few on Amazon, there's a few like one-star reviews from people who never got the book. They're, they're not even attacking the book. They're attacking me. Um, and it even it says like the ones who have written reviews that are actual real reviews, it will say next to their name or under their name verified um, purchase. But the ones, the, the few one-star reviews from people who just don't like the message Um, they're not verified purchases Mm. and really like I've got maybe a couple tweets online or something from people who had stupid things to say, but honestly, like I'm getting so much support for this book, even from like, there's several celebrities who have shared the book and, and are supporting the book. Um, for instance, like Ricky Schroeder, uh, he made a whole video, he made like a two minute video supporting the book which is like a beautiful video that he made and then um i actually got a phone call the other day from ted nugent who like loves the book Hmm. and so he's gonna have me on his podcast in the near future um rob schneider loved it um isai morales who's like the villain in the new mission impossible Hmm. so these are like celebrities who who like and appreciate the book and and I'll tell you, it's the book is not for those who like haven't seen it or
0: yeah.
1: really don't know what it's about. It's not about not vaccinating. It's about you know respecting people's choices. And if that choice is to not vaccinate, then to 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 give them the same respect as anyone. And for instance, like on the first page, on the very on the title page, I specifically wrote. You know, it says to the vaccinated, partially vaccinated and unvaccinated, the choice should always remain your own. And then I kind of, you know, summarize that same that same messaging on the last page is that really the, the book is about vaccine choice. And it and it also explores vaccine injury. Um, it is a children's book. And so it's about a little boy who is unvaccinated. And he has an older sibling who is vaccine injured. And so it's told from his, the little boy's perspective on what vaccine injury is and why his parents have made the decision not to vaccinate him and all the research that goes into making that decision and and the reasons why. and um, And kind of like what life is like for this little boy who lives in a world that's very similar to... Our own, where there's all these pressures to vaccinate. And that's really what the story is about. And I've included an amazing glossary where there are some big words in the book because I talk about like vaccine ingredients and things like that, where people can just look to the glossary and see like, For instance, why what formaldehyde is and why is it in vaccines, or what you know, aluminum is and why that's in vaccines. And, um, and then I've also included a resource page. There's a really great resource page at the very end with all my favorite resources and the QR code to make it very easy for people to find those resources that just like scan the QR code and then it links to my website. And I continue adding more resources to that list, but it's like all my favorite books and um, movies, documentaries, websites, things like that, where um, for anybody who really wants to start doing their research on vaccines, they can start
0: there. Doc, have you? uh, I've seen you've done, it's been kind of cute. And I was curious if you wouldn't mind sharing a bit about, you know, you've done some like, you know, readings of it and you've gone into classrooms and you've, you know, read the book to kids and then you have these little interviews with the kids afterwards, right? and um yeah and i just think it's i mean kids are just kids it's it reminds me of the old kids say the darndest things you know tv show but i just love because you're getting their perspective and so I was curious when I was when I saw you were doing that I was like oh I wonder how kid you know my kiddos are older 13 and 16 so they read it and for them that's like well dad that's what you talk about all the time so they you know they were just like well whatever this is how we so <laughs> how we roll but they liked some of the actually what's funny the things they commented on was the pictures they thought those were great they love like the on doctor you know <laughs> and some of the some of the stuff in there I, I just I can kind of read between the lines I feel like I'm like oh nice I'm glad you did that but um what, uh, what has been the response of the kids that you go and read this to in classrooms and things?
1: Well, I will say, since I do have a 13-year-old and a 9-year-old, yeah, yeah. um, they actually helped me with the book. Mm. So every page that I wrote and every illustration... So every illustration I designed and then sent to an illustrator, like I came up with the idea of what I want in the picture and then sent to the illustrator. And then he, you know, drew it all and colored it all and stuff like that. So Did there you get are to decide even
0: little... the the t-shirts that people were wearing in some of the pictures. And <laughs> every the... I loved
1: every it. single detail in the book came from like my imagination. Mm. And not only that, but there's lots of little Easter eggs in the book. Mm. So um, there's personal Easter eggs. So people who like really really know me mm. will see that like my pet bird is in the book, and <laughs> and my own kids are have been drawn into the book. Um, and then, um, there's a couple other people that I personally know, like there's actually several families that I know with, Mm. I mean, I know tons and tons of kids with vaccine injuries, but several of the families who really have had a big influence on my own life and, and, you know, seeing what they go through having children with vaccine injury, their children have been drawn into the book. Mm. And so, um, but the book, really, every page I, I wrote and every design was then proofread by my own children and giving given their stamp of approval to make sure that kids could respond and relate and and enjoy it. And so, um, so really, it was written by me and designed by me. But my kids had a huge hand in in all of it. And so. Um, You know, and then when I've done these like public readings and stuff, it, the kids really love it. And they, you know, this book is really, it's for kids who either know vaccine injury or have experienced it themselves or are unvaccinated, but it's also for kids who have been vaccinated and to, you know, help them have a little bit more compassion for their unvaccinated friends. Um, Because what we've seen in the last few years with the separation between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated, specifically for COVID, it's been horrible. It's been horrible for friendships. It's been horrible for kids. I mean, there's been bullying that's happened uh, within schools and within families. And, And it's really like, it's so unfair that any kid has to experience bullying, but then to experience bullying because of a medical decision is just really it's crazy to me
0: well do you know do you know the numbers Shannon? i don't know if you know a lot of people get caught up in this and you know of course my kiddos have have never been vaccinated but that I'm, i'm probably in the smaller group it's a lot of times it's it's the what we call former vaxxers right i mean they they used to vaccinate and they they had what you said they had an injury or they had a um you know, they found somebody else that got an injury, they had a reaction and things like this. And so, you know, or they came into a new understanding, like they went through what you experienced where they, you know, their job or they were, you know, I have teachers, like one of the things I see a lot right now in my world is with patients is I take care of a lot of teachers and nurses and they'll, and I'll ask them, especially ones that have been around for a long time, they've been teachers for 20 years. And I'll say like, what has changed? And And they just tell me these stories. Like it used to be you know, one kid in their class was, you know, the asthma kid, right. That had an inhaler or one kid was medicated. My wife and I were just talking about this the other day with my own children. I said, I, when I was, I'm 44 years old. When I was in school, I knew, I did not know. And I was in a big, you know, bigger city, you know, big high school, thousands of kids. I did not know one autistic child. And so I'd ask my wife that the same thing. I said, did you know any, you know, or, or even vaccine injured, I didn't, I never heard that. And so now how is it 20 years, you know, 25 years later, my kid was 16 and 13. And I would literally, as I said that my kids go, my daughter, she she goes, dad, I know so many injured people. Like, like it's almost more, she almost, I mean, it's a little bit of an exaggeration, but she's like, I mean, I could, I I lose count how many I know. And I, you know, whether it's in church group or in co-ops that they're part of, or just people that they know in their group. And I'm thinking, that is a fascinating change. And I know it's a cliche, you know, our children are our future, but it is true. I mean, my kids, your kids, very soon they're going to be the next bosses and the next, you know, employees, they're going to, the next politicians, next school board, they're going to be making these decisions. And a book like this that can plant that seed that says, Hey, you know what? It's okay. If my friends are not vaccinated, they can still be my, you know, partner in a, my law firm or be on the school board or be a principal or be a teacher. And so we have to remember, that's what, I, I I hate to say the other side, but lack of a better way of saying that's what the other side has done a really good job is for so long is going after our kiddos. We need to get into that game in hopefully a righteous way in an edifying way and an educating way. So what's your thoughts on that? I mean, I'm sure you have perspective on that, but just curious.
1: Yeah, well, so I recently read the numbers of autism, specifically in California, is one in 22 kids being diagnosed with autism. Wow. I mean that number that's the most recent number and that is just it's so shocking to me and sad and just you know that it's it's crazy it's crazy to imagine that 1 in 22 kids today are being diagnosed with autism in California and I you know you and I are about the same age and so for for me it was the same like there was never I didn't know any kids with autism when i was a kid and the first time i'd ever heard of autism was when the movie rain rain man Mm, came out mm, mm. you know and um and even then nobody really knew what it was um but today it's like everybody knows somebody with autism and and usually there's more than just somebody you know they everybody knows a family who has a kid with autism or you or, know, or even you're at the store, anxiety. and you know, the person
0: checking you out or serving food, right? You're kind of yep. like, Man, I think that they're struggling, you know, like you, it's just really common. Or you, you know, often say, Oh, maybe they're on the spectrum, or you meet somebody, and it's I, not a day goes by, <laughs> it's, it's, frankly, where I don't think about that.
1: Yeah, it's very common and, and it's sad. And you know, um, I don't think enough is being done to help these help these people or wake the world up. I mean, doctors are still saying vaccines don't cause autism and that's their narrative to convince parents. Cause I can tell you parents ask all the time, well, what about when it comes to like the MMR vaccine or the whatever vaccine they are questioning, they'll ask the doctor, you know, but doesn't it cause autism? And immediately a doctor will say vaccines don't cause autism. And I can tell you you know, firsthand from seeing it with so many kids that it, it does. And, and there's no doubt in my mind that vaccines do cause autism. Um, but the thing is that people have to realize is like autism, it's not something where you just like wake up the next day and you have it, you know, it's not like a flu or, or anything uh-huh. like that. In order to be diagnosed with autism, there it's a set of behaviors. Diagnosis, the, the autism diagnosis comes from set of behaviors that a child is showing and so um and developmental like their development is not on par with like what's meant to be and there's no biological
0: test right there's no blood test right so it's not like you yeah like you said you're not going to swab your nose and save autism you know
1: exactly and so the thing is is the reason why doctors are allowed to get away and scientists are allowed to get away to saying you know with saying vaccines don't cause autism is because a child won't get vaccinated and then wake up the next day and have autism. They'll wake up the next day and they'll maybe have had a fever first or they'll they'll get a vaccine and maybe have had a fever for 4 days or like high fever for 4 days which then can cause brain swelling which then will cause brain damage which then eventually leads to an autism diagnosis. And it's interesting because when I put that part in my book, there's, you know, a couple mm-hmm. pages that really focus on vaccine injury in my book and the connection between vaccines and autism, I actually consulted with several friends whose children have hmm. been vaccine injured and have had that autism diagnosis and what that experience was like for them because I really wanted to one respect families yeah. Yeah. that have experienced that, but but two, I wanted the message to be very clear to the world of like, you know, while Doctors say vaccines don't cause autism. Here's the truth about how vaccines actually do cause autism. And it's not like a one-step thing. It's that, like I said, vaccines will cause, you know, high fevers or seizures or whatever it is that then leads to brain damage. And then the brain damage is what causes the children to lose certain skills and start to decline in, you know, whatever they're be- developing behaviors that are, you know, considered autistic behaviors, uh, such as like not making eye contact or, you know, hand flapping and things like that. What
0: and is, so, um, yeah. What is your, so you're in California, which I, I, <laughs> God bless you guys that, that they're fighting the fight out there, right? I'm in Florida. And, have,
1: uh, what's I'm going to be like last, last woman standing <laughs> here. So many of my friends, so many of my friends have moved away, you know, just yeah. for their kids to for their kids to go to school and just have their freedom and vaccine choice and other freedoms and stuff like that. Like so many of my personal friends and my kids' friends have moved away. It's just insanity. So yes, California is, it is what people think it is.
0: Well, so <laughs> I guess that's why like my question. And I, and I, I'm, I'm a, I'm kind of a, I just lean I'm, when you said, you know, last woman standing out there, I, I feel like Sometimes people, you know, even with all the crazy times that have gone on, right? It's hey, man, I just want to, I want to get off the grid, and I want, and I, man, like I have, I have those days. Don't get me wrong, but I, for some reason, I'm also just, and I tell people even that, that, that want to do that. I'm like, Hey, listen, great. I'll probably, you know, save me a, save me a lot, you know, if I have to go, but in the meantime, I'm going to, I'm going to keep fighting. I just believe too much that, 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 that truth wins and that, you know, people deserve the truth. We, we all woke up at some point, your story that you shared, you know, you didn't, you didn't grow up in some, you know, holistic per se family. You know, you learn this through any other exposure. I'm the same way I was raised. Typically I got vaccinated as a child now, granted it was a lot less of vaccines. Matter of fact, I was just revisiting visiting this the other day when I was young. I know my first memories, my my parents were divorced and my dad would get me kind of on the weekends and I had to I must have had to go get my uh my shots for kindergarten and and they they put it in my leg. Uh and I just remember I woke up at my dad's in the middle of the night like that he must have picked me up that day and I was staying over at his house and I woke up in the middle of the night just like so much pain. I couldn't I couldn't walk my leg. I got up to like go to the bathroom, and I couldn't put any pressure on it. And I remember, uh, like, called they called the doctor, and the doctor said, "Well, oh no, the reason that he that that happened to his leg is because he he tightened up his muscles as he got the vaccine." And I thought to my, oh my I, I remember just even thinking as a little kid, like, really, like, like. Doesn't everybody tighten up when a needle's coming at you? Like, and so I can't walk for. I remember we got crutches because I couldn't put weight on it, and I, I just think about oh thank, thank goodness I only, you know, they only had X amount of jabs when I was a kid. I don't know what would have happened to me, you know, long term, um, if I would have kept doing that, or who knows with my kiddos, uh, if they, if I wouldn't have known that stuff. So I'm very passionate because I, the only reason I know what I know is because it's not because I'm smarter than anybody else or because I care more than anybody else or anything like that. It's because somebody intervened in my life and and woke me up this. I I learned mine when I was going to school, you know, chiropractic school, I started to just learn some of these questions. It wasn't even like chiropractic school doesn't necessarily teach you, you know, not to vaccinate or anything, but you just, it's more open to this discussion, right? Like, Hey, what's in them and holistic and understanding that. So I, I just think I'm so grateful for that. But can you give us a little bit of like, what is going on in California um, the, lately, I mean, you guys have had some victories so in, in this space too. I mean, you guys are still out there fighting. I know some of the other groups out there and perk and others. Um, what, you know, can you give us a little bit of an update and then maybe some, you know, what is your goal for this book? What are you, you know, what are you hoping to happen? What, what can we, how can we help you? You know, like what are some, some things? Cause yes, there's victories happening, but like, I we just did a show about this before we, we, we called you which was like, we're not, this isn't over, right? Like you said, like, you know, as COVID things kind of seem to relax a little bit, like make no mistake, my friends, right? This is, this isn't over. They're not done making new vaccines. Uh, they're not done pushing these things and more mandates will come and there'll be the next XYZ thing hat down the pipeline. So like, please like learn now, but not just learn like, wow, that was crazy. Glad we're, that's over. No, 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 no. What you'd want to ask yourself is what's going to be different moving forward. So I have a lot of questions in there, but will you give us kind of a California update? What's up there? And then just whatever else you want to discuss.
1: Yeah. So with California, we recently had a bill out here that was trying to add the HPV vaccine, the Gardasil vaccine to the mandates and Perk, um, who's very active in California uh, and all the the women of Perk, they're good friends of mine. They fought really hard and did some amazing work to get that bill killed. Um, and so, yeah, they so for like the bill went through a lot of different changes. First, it was going to be mandating the HPV vaccine. Then it was going to be mandating the HPV vaccine for college students. And then it was they got so they they really just hung in there the whole way and kept you know, having their requests and their demands and all their demands got met. And so now um, that was a big victory that the HPV vaccine will not be mandated um, with that bill. Now, I don't know what's going to happen the next election or the next bill cycle or whatever. But uh, the next legislative session is, you know, they come out with crazy bills in California all the time. Um but that was a huge win. And I definitely, you know, credit Perk for for killing that bill. Um, as for, uh, there was a question you had asked me and I wanted to...
0: Yeah, well, maybe, forgot what maybe one was, what's your goal for, you know, what's your kind of goal, your dream or, or, or your hope? I mean, I, I honestly, oh, I hope I you know keep writing you. books. I hope you write more, more books about this stuff. But yeah, yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah. So, um, so yes, I have been asked by the publisher to create a series. So there is a series coming of a lot of different books that I have in mind that are going to be written. Um,
0: I go to a chiropractor and that's okay. How about that one? <laughs> you
1: know, I have, I actually have a lot of chiropractor friends and,
0: yeah.
1: uh, you're not the first to suggest that. And I have some ideas of putting a chiropractor into one of my books. So hang in for that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll buy a bunch um, of those. Exactly. i be a little biased. I, I'll buy a bunch of those. There you go. I
1: love chiropractic. I'm, you know, a yeah. big fan. Yeah, so yeah.
0: what Ben's really um, saying is he wants his likeness and image to be the. Uh, no, the we yeah. want it. No, we want it to be. No, listen, we want it to sell. He's a much better looking version. It, I'm though, just, yeah, I'm just throwing that out there. That's all. <laughs>
1: Wait, I, I just want to say I already have chiropractor friends who have already asked the exact same. Question.
0: That's funny. <laughs>
1: And they're like, Can you draw me into the next book? And then I have family members also that are but upset they didn't make it into the book. So Shannon, I a lot we, of do, we do
0: podcasts, we do audio for a reason. So let's just we'll leave it at that <laughs> and find somebody better. All
1: right. <laughs> so um so you were saying what do I see for like California in yeah. the future? And I can and, and how does this my book like apply to that? I will say, and and we've all heard it that because of the COVID because of the pandemic, right? People, a lot of parents missed their well visits for their children. Mm. So childhood vaccines right now are really down um, compared to like what was in previous years uh, because children, parents, well one, they woke up to what vaccine injury is. So now a a lot more people are questioning vaccines. And, um, and it's interesting because I'm now getting lots of calls because my organization, I'm getting lots of calls for what, what do we do in California? Can we have an exemption? And sadly Mm -hmm. I have to say like, no, there, there are no exemptions. There's like nothing. You're gonna have to homeschool, you know, which is great. I love homeschool, but, um, you know, doctor, yeah. before, so, you,
0: before you go into that, it's interesting because when I talk to patients in my practice and they're asking me about vaccines and I, you know, give them materials to learn from and refer them to the, a lot of the resources that you share in your book and um, I, a lot of times that, here's what here's the the cycle I see and I think you're alluding to this a little bit is a parent say hey you know what I'm gonna wait I'm gonna just wait a little bit and so you know so their baby's born they hold off. And then, you know, a six months goes by, a year goes by, maybe they have their first cold or they get some teething and they're like, okay, they were fine. They survived. And, and then they, you know, it's a year, year and a half. And they're like, you know, I don't think I need to like, they just start to trust. They see their, how healthy their baby is. They hear other stories. They're more attuned with it. And I I just see their confidence grow. So like you said, there's these kids that for whatever reason, some, because they got educated, some, because they just missed the visits or they got off track. You got a whole bunch of kiddos that, you know, for a couple of years, just haven't gotten jabs and parents are going, well, you're fine. You know, you've got, you've had a cold matter of fact, you seem actually to be doing pretty good. And so it's like some of those little light bulbs are, are going off a little bit going, well, maybe these aren't everything that I was told that they were just some thoughts there.
1: Yeah. And so what I think is going to happen because we saw it happen in 2014, 2015 with the whole like Disneyland measles thing, Mm -hmm. right? We saw there's like, Oh, measles at Disneyland. And then we come to find out later after they've already now put a new bill into effect, SB 277. And then we, come to find out that all the people who had the measles that were related to Disneyland they were all vaccinated and it was the vaccine strain of measles what I think and this is kind of like similar to like when SB 276 passed and all the medical mandates were there all the medical exemptions were taken away and I said I said adult mandates are coming next like we're gonna see that it's gonna come I didn't know how What I feel is going to happen is that now that so many new kids are missing their childhood vaccines, that I think there's going to be a real push in the near future for parents to get their children back into the doctors, to get all caught up with their vaccines. And, you know, I have feeling that our government is going to stage some kind of like
0: Mm.
1: whatever it is measles or pertussis or something that's running rampant and now get your child vaccinated again and you know don't be foolish to miss their childhood vaccines because of whatever is going around and that's possibly when my book will get the backlash that i'm Mm. like bracing myself for that's kind of like my theory I you know obviously I don't know the future but I just feel like that is potentially what could happen um
0: you know what is scary about that Shannon is if that happens I've I've thought through the couple of these scenarios that I think I read, you know, some articles with, you know, calling the great ketchup or whatever they were with uh, Chelsea Clinton a couple of months ago, kind oh, of alluding yeah. to this. And I remember thinking just in my head, like there's, if, if that happens, if that propaganda works, there's going to be an uptake of injuries. Cause there's going to be kids that are going to get doubles and they're going to get, you know, caught up quote, and they're going to, they've yeah. been, and they're going to see the uptick of whether it's SIDS or just new injuries or vaccine injuries and I, I I hate this because it breaks my heart to say this, but it's like what happened with COVID, where you saw this roll out so fast, so quick, millions of people, and the injuries just went off the roof. Some of these get get spread out over time, so they're harder to see. But if you get this in big influx of kiddos that go in in a couple of month period of time and get a whole bunch of jabs that they you know didn't didn't have, you're going to see an uptick in some 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 disturbing things, which I, I hate to even verbalize because it's at the it's at the injury of human, you know, kiddos are kids, but yeah. just thoughts. Yeah.
1: I agree a hundred percent. And, and, you know, I think we're still seeing a lot of the injuries coming from the COVID vaccine. Some more kids than ever before having heart attacks. They're draw. they're, you know, playing sports yeah. and just being, and it's scary. It is so scary and sad. And, You know, I, on my like Facebook feed and, you know, social media feed, I'm constantly seeing pictures of children who are dying from heart attacks. like, when did that ever happen? It was kind of like how we were just saying about like, when we were younger, there was no autism. There was never a heart, a kid that had a heart attack. And now suddenly like a new thing, it's like kids are having heart attacks, especially athletes young athletes are having heart attacks all the time and it's really scary. And I attribute that totally attribute that to the COVID vaccine. And we know now we know that it causes, you know, blood clots and heart problems and things like that. So myocarditis and, you know, inflammation of the heart and stuff. So, you know, I do think that there's going to be a very strong push now that all the childhood vaccines um, are down because, you know, parents, you know, our world was locked down. People didn't go to the doctor as much. Um, a lot more people are homeschooling, things like that. There's going to be a really strong push for childhood vaccines in the near future. And and I don't know how or why, or like, I don't know how that's all going to come about, but, you know, um, I kind of see, my book being like mm. attacked for that.
0: <laughs> well, let me, let me, as, as we kind but, of wind down here, just a couple last questions, you know, so number one, I mean, they told you, you know, where to go, you guys know where to go get the book. So order them. I and like she said, you can still go order them. Now your order will hold and you get, get them shipped when they're available. Matter of fact, that'll get you higher in the queue. So we get your book as before it sells out again, but an order a few, and I know right?
1: the of being, the books right now, it's actually today being sent to the distributing okay. like where. So and it's they'll a, be back in talk within like a week.
0: And it's a beautiful book. It's colored. It's, you know, every page is not just illustrated, like the whole page is illustrated. It's, it's very nice and, and hard covered and a beautiful book. Um, but also I get this question a lot and, and I know maybe it's in the book, but for those people that are listening, because this kind of to some degree goes to some of the, the younger listeners or a lot of people like to share episodes like this because they're just encouraging. Do you have a couple of favorite resources? So like, here's a common question I get. Hey, for a new parent that's just starting, where would you say they should go listen or or it's a person or a, a website or anything? So do you have a couple of just favorite resources that are a good start for people um that that you would that you would recommend?
1: Well, definitely The High Wire. Yep. I think that every be watching The High Wire. I think that the way that Dell Bigtree presents information and the people that he interviews is just very I mean, it's phenomenal the way that he's able to reach people, the people that he interviews, the way he's able to kind of wake up the world. I definitely want to encourage people to watch uh, The High Wire, which can be, you know, uh, on their website or even on, I believe they have like a Rumble channel. And
0: on that, Um, when you go there, guys, you can, they have a search option so you can type in if you're just something you want to look at it doesn't it's not perfect but if you because there's so that the shows are and they cut up a lot of the shows so if you say hey i want to just look at kids in covid or autism you can just search that and it pulls up some relevant chunks of, of video so just a, a tip there too
1: yeah definitely and then you know i'm looking at my the resource page one of the things that i think every parent needs to do before they ever consider vaccinating their kids is look at the cdc pink book and that's like why i, I put it number one on the resource page is because that's straight from the CDC. And it's like literally every, it goes through every single vaccine and the ingredients and side effects and everything that you need to know about each specific vaccine. I think that's really important for people to, you know, people need to be informed. And right now everything is censored. Like there's, it's so difficult to get this information So go right to the source, go to the CDC and read the pink book and get the information from there. Um, You know, some of my favorite resources, like I think that um, physicians for informed consent, that's like Mm -hmm. people who are searching. I get that question all the time is where do I find a doctor that I can have these open conversations about vaccines with and someone who I can trust? Um, you know, physicians for informed consent is a really great website for people to find a doctor and, um, you know, and then there's like so many different books. I, there's so many, um, anybody who hasn't seen the Vax movie, I suggest people uh-huh. see that. And, um, you know, so like, those are some of my favorite, okay. my favorite resources, um, just to kind of start. And, um, and then off, like for, if you're looking for like an exemption, you're not in California or you're an adult, you can still get exemptions for adults in California, but, um, my organization is Freedom of Religion United Solutions. So that's a really good organization. We'll throw that out there. Perfect. Of course.
0: Yes. We'll share that <laughs> um, as well. Y- you but know.
1: yeah, I mean, and people can always reach me and contact me for, if they have any questions or you know if they have like a link that they um like let's say they have a favorite resource i'm always open to to learning more about what other resources are out there so people can just contact me directly through my website which is drshannoncroner.com okay so just drshannoncroner.com okay and there's a a place on there to message me
0: okay
1: um uh, and and that's where actually all of the resources are
0: okay. also you know, Doc, I think that, you know, It's as you said, this is the first book of its kind. Part of me was like, wow, that's amazing. And then also kind of sad, unfortunately, meaning there should there should be more. But you remind me of so many times, and I was just talking to my wife about this this morning, so many times um, when you're swimming upstream or you're, you're, you're fighting, you know, the system and you're trying to make a difference, it gets overwhelming. Matter of fact, sometimes we spend just a lot of time complaining about stuff, right? Because it's so much stuff to complain about. But then there's people like you that go out and do something and they make a difference. They create something. They, they say, Hey, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to put this out there and there needs to be books like this. And there needs to be people out there that are standing up and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you know, I, I think you're, you're, you know, yes, you are a doctor and yes, you have, you know, fancy degrees and all of those, but you're also, you're also a mom, right? And you're doing this because of, of that. And so there's nobody, if you're listening to this, um, you have a role to play. And that and that doesn't mean you're to have to write a book, but that means we all call, you know, we can't do, we, we, none of us can do everything, but all of us can do something. And so I just want to encourage you, you know, and I think you would probably say the same thing. And so just thank you for being brave. I don't always love that term either. You probably go, well, I'm not really brave. I just did what I did. But it's, it comes. You know, it's to, you so know, fun. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. People
1: tell me that all the time. They're like, wow, you're so brave. And I look at myself and I'm like, am I really? No, like, it's just like, it's funny that you said that yeah. and address that because I don't see myself as brave. I just see myself as like I'm. I think maybe more stubborn than anything. <laughs> I like I want my way. <laughs> I want I want my freedom, and and I think that that's more. I'm like just this hard headed freedom loving. Like hence I want my why kids. you're
0: still in California, think, huh? <laughs> you're just yeah. The, the, mo-
1: the most of the reason why I do everything is literally for my children and their future because yeah. I don't want them. Fi- This fight in the future Mm. and um i want them to have the freedom to be able to do you know i want them to have a a good beautiful future and not have to fight this fight so i'm kind of i look at myself as like i'm fighting this fight for them so that they can have a better life and and yeah and i think that everybody has a part to play and everybody should be doing something and and even if it's like you know even if it's giving this book like to mm. their doctors, you know, um, or to a new mom, I've had a lot of people message me saying that this is like their number one new baby shower gift.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: And uh, and I'll tell you, I'm going to a baby shower in a few weeks, and I'm definitely bringing a book. With me. <laughs> so, you know,
0: uh, man, One of the things is that I that I've said it kind of is my one of my haunting. Statements is you know as my kids and now they're getting to that age where, and I've said this since they were little though. someday my kids are gonna you know look in history and look back and they're gonna you know say to me like, well, Dad, I mean, gosh, that what were you, twenty twenty? Like, what did you do? Like, it was crazy, you know, right? What what did you do? And if I if I would have to look them in the eye and say, well, I was too scared to stand up or I just went along with it or. They told me if they did they'd take my license and so i just wanted to protect our little life and you know we were okay because we did this or this i said like i couldn't look at them and say that and then and now they're living in a new tyranny because of my own fears at the time and that i could now yeah there's days where it's like holy smokes you know right like i'm sure before you published you counted the cost and said hey this could be a this could be a career this could be a career killer right who knows you didn't know how it was going to be taken but you did it anyway and so that's always but that's always going to be the case my friends that's always going to be the case anytime you're going to make a difference there's always going to be resistance that's the point that's what happens that's why you do it that's why you show up so don't let that resistance stop you and the freedom on the other side and the, the you know living a life on purpose and living a life with a purpose is invaluable and and it's so important so just thank you for being one of those people thank you for sharing your time with us today. And um, we're so excited. I hope so many people that are aware of your book, learn about your book. And thanks for thanks for holding the line on the West Coast. If you do ever need to flee, you can come to Florida. We'll take care of you guys when you come out here. But um, in the meantime, thanks for fighting the good fight out there. And uh,
1: Thank you so much for having me on today.
0: Uh, take care, God bless. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to support the show, give us a five-star review and share it with your tribe. To learn more about Dr. Ben's work, visit AchieveWellness.Clinic.